Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Before yeah. drive. Uh, Las Galinas. Las Galinas. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing the drive up there at the new McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> There's like a sultry pride to him <laughs> yes. in every aspect of his life. <laughs> he really digs himself, man. And I love it too. Yeah. <laughs> drive up there at the new McDonald's. <laughs> Well, hello and welcome to the Confused Breakfast. Do you remember the pure joy of a trip to the video rental store as a kid? Yeah. It's hard to beat the ease of the modern era and streaming platforms where you don't even have to leave your couch. But there was something truly special about coming home from your terrible job in a cubicle farm, stopping at Blockbuster, picking out a movie by hand, and taking it home to watch. On this podcast, we revisit and dissect some of our favorite childhood movies from that magical era to see if they still move us the way they did as kids. My name is Mike Schulte. Joining me, as always, two dudes who always forget to send me their TPS reports. Sean Pryor and AJ Vance, how the heck are you? It's just my last thought when I'm trying to get out of the office. All right, I don't. It's not. I don't do it on purpose. It's just like it's. I don't want to do it. But I sent the memo to AJ, and then he gave you the memo. I've got two copies of them, yes. I I will... I'll do all right. I'll do better. Sometimes I get to the point, like I do my TPS reports and then I realize, oh, I didn't get one of the new cover letters. And I was like, I'm not even going to send it now because they're just going to ask me about the cover letter anyways. <laughs> this podcast is definitely... We've we've become pretty corporate here. We used yeah. to be yeah. really fun and raw and indie, and now we're very corporate. We just got our W9s, whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. 10, 10, 10, 10 99. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it doesn't even really matter, does it? <laughs> I'm not going to turn it in. I'm not going to do them. <laughs> well, boys. I don't feel like it. Yeah, oh, Jesus. Uh, that, that's on tape. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah. On today's episode, we discuss the most relatable movie of all time to those who have worked in corporate America, a movie that single-handedly made swing lines start making red staplers again, our very first Jennifer Aniston movie, and wow. the movie that is responsible for bringing the word ass clown into existence. We're, of course, talking about 1999's Office Space. Well, damn, dang it. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for another nostalgic journey to the past with the confused breakfast. Sit back, relax, and enjoy wherever you are in the world. Take it away, boys. 
Well, if you are new to this podcast, we're going to be reviewing Office Space scene by scene with a modern eye. As me. But in order to do that properly, you must first dissect it with pure nostalgia. Let's start with AJ on this one. AJ, tell us the first time you saw this movie, what your thoughts were, and what your nostalgic rating is was. All right. So I've said this uh, kind of in a similar way, but this is the most iconic of all the late night comedy central movie premieres yes and the commercials were relentless when they were going to be showing office space on comedy central i mean relentless it was it had everything from him dropping the fish guts onto like the papers and like lumberg and i mean just all the stuff right um I finally remember just submitting to Comedy Central, like, okay, I'll watch it. And I did. And there, there's no reason, there's no reason that I should have found this movie as funny as I did. I mean, no reason whatsoever. Um, but it was. It was hilarious to me. And I, in, the, in the way of like, oh, is that what corporate America's like? Or I bet that's, yeah, corporate America sucks. Yeah. yeah. I'm never getting a job. Yeah. I'm working for the man. And, you know, come to find it. So I, I end up really enjoying it. And uh, and then I find out that, oh, it's Mike Judge. Yep. Oh. Uh, got it. That's why it's That's funny. why it's so damn funny. <laughs> because I saw this I saw this way after, like, watching, like, uh, King of the Hill. Of course, yeah. Like, Beavis I didn't see this beforehand. I, I watched Beavis and Butthead. And even Beavis and Butthead was, like, a little bit, like, too far out for mm-hmm. me. But then, for some reason, King of the Hill was, like, right on on par for this, like, that little comedy nook you know office space fell right into it and he's gone on to do obviously other amazing things i loved this movie it was wonderful i'm going to give it i'll give it an 8.3 8.3 for age sean what about you man same for me dude comedy central uh late night uh, you would get done with the block of uh Dave Chappelle, um, Rio 911, and South Park, and they would it would bring up ads of yeah we're playing the off uh, Office Space yeah. later tonight, and later tonight means like nine o'clock, which is way past my bedtime at right. that time. But I would stay up and watch it, and then be tired as hell for school the next day, and I didn't care. Um, loved it. I'd probably give it at the time uh, seven point five. Seven point five. So. I, I definitely was not in corporate. I, I will tell more stories later about my corporate America experience, but I had not yet gotten into that. So I didn't quite understand the jokes. My my dad and my mom used to love this movie, especially my dad went through some job trouble like in the in the mid 2000s where he was like shoved out by his corporate America job and that trying to find new work and just mm. so jaded. And this movie literally brought him and my mom like so much comfort, just mm. being like, ah, <laughs> finally somebody understands, you know? And so they they really loved it. I thought it was funny. I really enjoyed the music yeah. a lot, but I didn't fully get yet what was happening. So I'm going to call it just a 6.8. We got Bud Larson on this as an executive producer. He says, I remember my sister told me about this movie sometime in the early 2000s. She was living in the Twin Cities at the time. She was working for a company at their corporate corporate offices from the TPS reports to people yelling and hitting the printer, PC load letter, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> to people just hating their jobs. Office Space was the movie for corporate America, just like the movie Waiting is for the service industry. Mm. Great. 
great point. Plus, the movie was directed by Mike Judge. For any kid that watched MTV in the 90s, knew Mike Judge was behind uh, Beavis and Butthead. I was still in college when I originally saw this, so I didn't get all the references, but I enjoyed the movie. So very much like Bud, he is going to be a 7.6 on the nostalgic okay. rating. That is a 7.55 for us. And, you know, that's pretty good. That's actually going to fall by itself in the 47th spot, just below Wayne's World, just above Spaceballs. It's perfect. Is how we feel about that nostalgically. Amen. But now we're never going to talk about that again. Nope, forget Because we're going to rip that away. We're going to talk about it with a modern day eye. We're going to start with Sean. We're going to learn all the important details of the movie. What do you got, Sean? Hey, how's it going? Let's do this. That's Produced right by Michael Rottenberg and Daniel Rappaport. Based off the Milton cartoons by Mark uh, Mark Judge, Mike Judge, <laughs> cinematography by Tim Snustad. Yeah. Also did uh, Suburbia, Critters, Idiocracy, uh, and a few movies that we have covered: Teen Wolf, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and The Wedding Singer. Music by John Frizzle, edited by David Rennie, written and directed by Mike Judge. Cast: Ron Livingston, Jennifer Aniston, David Herman, A.J. Nadu. Diedrich Bader, Gary Cole, Richard Riley, Alexandra Wentworth, John C. McGinley, Orlando Jones, Joe Bays, Paul Wilson, Greg Pitts, and Stephen Root. Based off Mike Judge's cartoon comedy shorts that appeared on SNL called Milton, much of the inspiration came from Judge's actual experience working, menial office jobs, even having a coworker that would say things like, they moved my desk three times last month, one more time and I will quit. Judge also had a neighbor that was a mechanic and made more money than him and had more flexible hours. Producers had suggested that Judge set the film around Wall Street, but Judge insisted that it be set anywhere anywhere where there was office buildings that all looked alike and they were surrounded by the same restaurants <laughs> at the same time. Judge had a deal with Fox and sent the script to executives trying to get it made. The studio loved it and wanted a lighter subject matter for their releases going against movies like Titanic. David Herman was the only actor Judge had in mind. Yeah, David Herman was the only actor Judge had in mind uh, for the role while writing and was happy with with the casting of Steven Root. The producers at first did not want to cast any major stars because of the budget, but relented, and after the the success of Good Will Hunting... They suggested casting Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. I mean, you oh just my God. At, when that movie came out, they're like, we got to get them. Like, you know every what? movie wanted them. Let's put them in this movie. I bet they'd be good. <laughs> I bet they'd be really good. We'll set it in Boston. Yeah. But that did not work out. Ron Livingston, Ron Livingston's agent asked for an audition and he got the part. Kate Hudson read for the part of Joanna, but Jennifer Aniston was cast due to her popularity and the film needing a recognizable face. Yep, they needed one, right? Got to. Judge wrote more parts for her to enhance her character more than just a love interest, adding the flare scenes with the (laughs) boss. Principal photography began in May 1998 and shot in Texas. This being Judge's first live-action film, he had to learn lenses and angles very quickly. The film being shot in Texas... The temperature rose to 100 degrees and smoke was in in the air from fires in Mexico, which made DOP uh, postpone the the opening traffic shots. The studio at first were not happy with the dailies they had received, uh, saying that the film looked uh, looked like it lacked energy and wanted to see Livingston smile more. Not knowing that they were watching more of the beginning scenes of the film and not understanding the mundanity of the tone. Office Space was released on February 9th, 19th, sorry, 1999, and on a budget of $10 million, the film only made $12.2 million at the box office, but mm. found its audience through home video and its long-standing stint 
on Comedy Central. They, I did read something that um, apparently it might be Mike Judge credits the bad, um, the bad performance to the the cover art, the poster, like yeah. the poster. And I agree, man. It's like it's one of the dumbest posters for a movie that I've seen in a long time, mm-hmm. where it's just the the guy covered in post-it notes. Yeah, yeah, he's like, it doesn't even have like the titular character on it. No, and so he just like went back and added. Stephen Root as Milton, like it, peeking behind the guy. And it saves guy. it, but even then you're yeah. kind of like, yeah, this is yeah. kind of dumb. Yeah. E- even then it's like, yeah, this doesn't make any, it doesn't give me any insight into what I should expect from this movie. Yeah. 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 So, okay, well, next we got to go to AJ does the research for us. We talk about ratings, reviews from critics and fans alike. What do you got on this one, man? Corporate accounts payable. Just a Just a moment. Just a moment. Corporate accounts payable. Just a Just a moment. Corporate accounts payable. Just a just a, the, the tomato, tomato meter. <laughs> Thank goodness it's saving us from that embarrassment once again. 81% certified fresh. Hey, that's tied All in right. the 62nd spot of any movie we've done with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Lethal Weapon, and Scream, per the critics. I'd watch those movies right now. Yep. I would. Well, yeah. That's not my Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> Uh, 93% from the audiences uh, at Rotten Tomatoes. And this is a 7.6 at IMDb. Tied in the 42nd spot of any movie we've done with Dazed and Confused, Fifth Element, RoboCop, and American Psycho. Mm, Good company. Good company. That's what the fans think. American Psycho, more corporate mentality kind of thing. Yeah, dude. Come on, man. Uh, How about Kevin Thomas over at the LA Times? Love him. Don't we all? Gave it a 90 out of 100. Mm. I just like this because I'm a sucker for a kind of lazily written joke. So <laughs> That's what he's saying about the movie? Yes. No. Oh, oh, that's, uh, that's, that's what, that's me what you're talk- saying about him. That's me reviewing his reviews. <laughs> okay, cool. Yes. Okay. Uh, bristling with shrewd observation, inspired humor, and all-around smarts. Office Space is a winner about a guy who's beginning to feel like a loser. <laughs> Yeah, this fall. This fall. Come on down. Catch the season premiere of Office Space. <laughs> Rob Schneider is in Office. PG 13. Rob Schneider is the entire Office. Is the Office. <laughs> Rated PG 13. Uh, let's see here. Uh, yeah, I think this is just, just fine. Uh, salon. Let's go to Salon. <laughs> 80 out of 100. Uh, Andrew O'Hare, no pun intended, hey, to the magazine. God hey. damn it. <laughs> He's on it. He's still got it, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, it's characters and it's the worst bill setting are uncannily realized. Uh, it's not a cartoon in any sense, but an honest-to-God movie with some fine, understated acting and a human heart. I thought that's great. Nice. Um, I actually really appreciate that. There's a bad one in here. Don't worry, guys. Uh, there's a couple of them. Even even seems. How about Owen Ober, <laughs> Owen Gleiberman? That's a fake name. Entertainment Weekly uh, gave it 50 out of 100. Feels cramped and underimagined. I think Judge is capable of making an inspired live action comedy, but next time he'll have to remember to do what he's done. What do what he does in his animated ones and keep the madness popping. Mm. I guess um, there's some there's some high high end stuff here, guys. Uh, this was really boring. 
boring enough to not even leave a rating on it. Just say that it's really boring. This was in 2023. Uh, I saw this movie for the first time ever today. After hearing about it for several years, the movie is really not funny. I didn't laugh one time while watching it. In fact, I decided that it wasn't worth continuing to watching it. And I simply turned off the television. Maybe in the 90s it was funny, but not now, in my opinion. The movie is really unremarkable and bland. In my personal opinion, again... <laughs> Do you have to say personal opinion? Can you just say opinion? I think... What, in my opinion? I, I think... I, I think... If you're writing rev- your own review, you don't even have to say, in my opinion. <laughs> you're right. That's, we got it. So he says your profile so name. In, in my review, in my own words, this is my personal opinion yeah. on this movie. So, so maybe it's uh, now, now, uh, not, not now, in my opinion. It's like that's kind of like the soft, but then, but in my personal uh-huh. opinion. Oh, 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 personally. I'll sign my name on this. I, I'm going to put my John Hancock on this one. Uh, this movie can be strongly skipped. There are plenty of other good movies and television shows, both recent and older, that are funny and enjoyable. The television show Silicon Valley is a great show. I recommend that one over Office Space. Have you seen Young so, Sheldon? <laughs> I'm going to... I'm gonna die. Can we just talk about like AJ puts his phone down and he? Uh, (laughs) Here's the problem. Get out of here with Young Sheldon, number one. Uh, But two, the fact that you go from one Mike Judge to another Mike Judge (laughs) is really fucking upsetting. (laughs) It's really upsetting. You, it's like I really hope that you're talking about like in the world of Mike Judge, you should watch Silicon Valley. No, nope. you don't think he gave it that no, much? Not at all. He didn't realize what he was doing. Correct. He's like, God I really like Beavis it. and Butthead. That's a real director. I'd rather you go and watch. If you want some great dry humor, go to King of the Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah out of all, out of God. all of the Super Bowl commercials, my my favorite was the Young Sheldon one. Why? Because when it when it came on, I'm like, God, when is this show gonna fucking? Oh, it's ending tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Sick. Wish is granted. Turned, I turned to my wife. I was like. Nobody actually watches Young Sheldon, right? I She's like, no, I don't think so. I think they're banking on people just leaving their TVs <laughs> just, on when they sleep. People just leave it on, and they're hoping that they'll leave it on yes. at that point, too, and be like, see, told you. Ratings are skyrocketing. Told you, NBC. You should have listened to us. Look at the ratings. People fell asleep at the Super Bowl. It doesn't qualify you. Okay. Last one, guys, real quick here. Uh, 10 out of 10. I'm writing this from the standard gray office cubicle. This was Bernie 4444, uh, January 8th of 2024. I am once again asking you to listen to my movie review. <laughs> I am once again <laughs> asking you. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, sort of a real-world Dilbert. All the things that we have to deal with are exaggerated. This includes office characters, getting out reports, overtime, and downsizing. Current events mixed with old tales and office lure, I think lore, uh, mixed to create one of the best comedies around. This film, along with the Red Swing Line stapler, stapler <laughs> had achieved cult status. As I look around and stand up, I can see all the personalities depicted in this movie. If anyone wanted to see a movie that mimics real life, uh, this this one, uh, it is maybe Joe versus the Volcano. Uh, this is a much more real than 9 to 5. From 1980. Okay, what? He's, he's just typing this really bad. Sorry, guys. Just a moment while I expand my cubic cube. 
Just a moment. It's not even fucking funny. It's not. He just did. He, he took it like, like 70%. He's like, while well, I expand my cubicle and there's like a swear word thing in here. Like, I don't what? Know. It's just like, why did I think this would be good? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there. Now, where was. Oh, yes. Jennifer Aniston shows her flash. Uh, <laughs> what? That's it. That's all. Okay. <laughs> oh, was he writing that as his at his cubicle? Yes. I, oh, yeah, I, I do was. like that. Yeah. It sucks so bad. Oh, it just is. It gave it a ten out of ten. Okay. And he really needed to share that with the world. <laughs> All right. I'm glad. I'm glad he liked it. Well, my dudes, I have prepared a poem for this occasion. I would like to read it to you. Okay. I got this killer up inside of me. I can't talk to my mother, so I talk to my diary. I'm going off on the deep end. I found my face up the face with myself while I'm sleeping. I see a picture in my head and my handshake. You can run, you can hide, but there's no escape. My inner feelings show no mercy on my enemies. I gotta get this motherfucker before he gets to me. So in your own blood, you'll bathe. And I won't stop until I put this motherfucker in his fucking grave. And I can say this once again. You can cry, but you'll still die. There'll be no tears in the air. <laughs> Here we go. All right. Peter Gibbons heads to his job one morning and gets stuck in rush hour traffic. His company is called Inatech, and upon arriving and being hassled by his bosses, he asks his friends, his work friends Samir and Michael to go grab some coffee. Upon returning, they're told by their boss, Bill Lungberg, that there will be job consultants on site to evaluate everyone's performance. This frustrates all employees, including Milton. The traffic is too real, man. <sighs> the, like, this, this intro nails everything about everything going to work the mundanity of just little annoyances you know it's perfect i love i love the fact that he's trying to get around the right lane that slows down so he goes back it's amazing it, and he should know right like yes you should understand that this is how it works if but, any if you've ever been in traffic multi, this this implied that he does this every day yeah yeah you know that if you're in a lane that is not moving, it's going to move. Just yeah. give it a second. Just do, just pick one and stay there. It's kind of his <laughs> fault at this point. Yeah. I got to say, I was just in um, in Phoenix. The traffic out there is like some of the worst in the country. And it looks a lot like this on a regular basis. Ugh. And now all I, but all they could think about, what kept me going, if I ever got like stuck in some traffic, was thinking that like Samir, Michael... And Peter were in this traffic <laughs> somewhere doing the exact same thing. And just, just like, severe, just freaking out. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Shit, fuck, <laughs> so mad. Every swear word he can think of. No one depicts the mundanity of life like Mike Judge no does. One. No one does it like him. I don't think... I don't know. I can't literally think of anyone else who who can do this so well, it's like just like the small he does. Detail, like he yeah. just picks up on the smallest stuff that only someone that has gone through this could understand. Yeah. If you tell some big Hollywood big shot writer to like write about being a a small person in corporate America, it's not going to come out this way. Yeah. No, it comes out like fucking Ali McBeal. You know, he actually understands the dancing baby. Oh, my favorite. But like, man, like this Michael Bolton scene where he's like, where he's rapping that song. Yeah. yeah. 
and he turns the volume down <laughs> and he locks his he does like this and he locks his door but then he I got this talk killer inside, inside me. me. Like, I can't. I can't, I can't talk to my mama, so I talk to my diary. <laughs> like he's such a gangster, and I love, dude. I love the rap music in this. Yes. I love his choice. They had to have. I didn't read about it, but they had to have told him no. Pick different songs. They did. Oh, like yeah. they had to. It, like they did a test screening, and they were like, "No one's gonna like this." And then, like I think. I'll, a lot of people didn't, but there was one like dude that came up to him and was like, I love that music. Like, yes. I love this movie because of the music. And it's very juxtaposed in this. And, and like it should not be in these scenes, but it, that's what makes it so memorable. Yeah, I mean, like it's just he, Michael Bolton goes to work as Michael, but goes home and listens to fucking gangster rap, you know? Like he, that's that's him. That's he's, truly him. It's not he's not him when he's at work. Yes. None, none of them are. Yeah. He's got all of his stuff like up on the walls. Like he's got his Snoop Dogg <laughs> poster, Navy SEALs, all the yeah. army stuff, like all this like super tough guy stuff, whatever. And then it's just like and then it's just it's Michael. He's just a it, nerd nerd uh <laughs> in a tech guy. David you know? Herman is so underrated, I think, in our world, I don't of of comedy. The the amount of voice work that that guy does, the amount of character play that he does, it's amazing. And I don't know how you cast somebody better like for a role like this. Like all these, all the roles, man. Yeah, they're all cast so amazingly well. And I think that's another testament to like to Mike Judge movies and and yeah. and productions essentially. You know that he just knows how to put people into the right place in, in his movies and <laughs> yeah. his shows, his whatever dialogue it is. does the rest. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's, that's truly what it is. Like ending this whole intro credit <laughs> sequence, pretty much on that zap on the door. Handle, it's just, <laughs> oh my God. Just the sounds like, and he knows, and it's every day he's been, this has been the exact same morning for him every single day of his life. And this is Monday and he's been thinking about it all weekend. He hasn't even enjoyed his weekend because he's been thinking about how he was going to have to sit in traffic and how he was going to get shocked by that door on his way to a job that he hates. Yes. Have you guys ever worked corporate America? No. Like Sean, we, we, we talked about it and you know, everybody's job sucks. Like, but there is a special feeling of being in actual hell like working in corporate america from like you know the late 90s through like maybe the late 2000s talking about that true cubicle cube farms man yeah like my first job out of college was just to work for this corporate america job here in cedar rapids and it like this movie absolutely nails it it's the worst all you think about is when when the day is going to get over and all the you start hearing people, they say the same things and you yeah. hear how they answer the phone and you, this guy always walks by at this time to go on a smoke break and you're just like, fuck. Cheryl always I- brings food in that smells horrible when she eats <laughs> yeah. it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's Tuesday. I even know their weekly routines better than I probably know my own. Yeah. Yes. You know, it. it's very true. I, I, I wouldn't call it corporate America, but I would say that there's something, there's sef- something f- certainly corresponding to to this era, early 2000s, like late 90s, uh, corporate America, and like late 2000s, 2010s, like retail, mm-hmm. like base jobs, because that's what that's the world I lived in yeah. for a long time. And it's not a cubicle, but man, it's certainly, certainly it's the same reminiscent. Sentiment. You know what I mean? You just, you do the same thing every single day, and it's like, the only the only benefit I think was in this case, or you know, comparatively, is 
he unfortunately he's doing the same damn thing every single day. Yeah, yeah. I mean, TPS reports removing digits from banking software. Oof. It just yeah, every day. And and I think about it sometimes. I go, man, wouldn't it be great to be like nine to five again and just like go home from work and just not think about it, which I have not had for sixteen years of my life. But then I remember that yeah, you do think about it. You you on Friday night you're like yeah Friday night and then all of a sudden Saturday morning you're like I only got one more night yeah before and then it's <laughs> Sunday morning you're like shit God I gotta go back to work tomorrow like it eats into your entire soul of that place owning you or just and like you having to be there him him saying like I I know Lumber is gonna ask me to come in on Saturday yes. I I just know it and like even that is just like. Well, now my whole week's ruined because I'm just waiting for when he asked me and like to then ruin your weekend. Exactly. And then like (laughs) you get you work. Well, he's got to work the whole fucking week, apparently. But uh, yeah, man, it's definitely a cubicle type kind of thing, but it's everywhere. You know, like working working at a plant, uh, like loading shit. I'm like, I don't want to go to the company meeting. I don't care what our quarterly numbers are. Who the fuck? I don't get me the fuck out of here. Yes. That's all I want to do, you know. But then they go, they walk across to Tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. I mean, I've always loved Brian, the the waiter, and I still love him <laughs> on this rewatch. Like the timing, the comedic timing of this script of of what what Peter's just like, you know, some days I just want to you know. <laughs> Dude, and and sure the, I can't get you anything else. The, the, some, some shrimp shrimp fajitas or some poppers. Pizza shooters, shrimp pizza poppers shooter? or extreme fajitas. Extreme fajitas. Anytime I go to any restaurant, I always ask for that. <laughs> and and it's like it's he just nails it this this idea of like even the stupid ass Restaurant, you go, you drive anywhere, any big city on the ex, like on the suburbs, there are giant yep. corporate buildings surrounding a Chili's. Illinois yeah. is filled with them. <laughs> yes. Like yeah. on your way to Illinois, you see so many of that, oh, like yeah. Chili's, like uh, Applebee's, TGI Fridays, TGI Fridays. Yes. which is what this was kind of based off of, right? Yeah, yeah. That this shot, uh, uh, it has was. to have been, yeah, yeah. But yep. it, dude, it, and and then those. That's the funny thing is those chain restaurants are the exact same thing. It's corporate America. They they and they are. even kind of touch on that with her flair stuff. Like, yeah. you, he thinks that maybe she's got this cool, interesting job, but it's still the same because mm-hmm. she's got to deal with this shitty-ass boss and I these like, rules. And I like yours. It's like, ah, no, nah, you know, like nah. her outfits or anything. And and it's, I think it, I think it starts to show like a lot of grass is greener, yes. like mentality of things, right? And that's that's one of them, and I like how it kind of shows the different layers. Peter's even a little bit more enthralled of like, oh, like I uh, like your buttons and stuff like that, and, and it's like, which is kind of a joke in itself because <laughs> she doesn't understand why she has to wear the flare, but he's kind of enthralled with a couple buttons, right? But then you have you have her just saying, uh, yeah, you know, I don't really like talking about my flare, you know, okay, <laughs> okay, <laughs> and then he says, you know, he starts talking about his job. He's like, and you know. I don't, I don't really want to talk about my job either. It's like nobody <laughs> wants to talk about their job. Nobody wants nobody. to talk about like they. It looks okay from the outside, but you know, from the inside, you just all you see is all the all the wrong stuff with it. Because as you're as you're describing your job, you can just see people's eyes gl- glaze over. You know, they, <laughs> they don't really care either. Like, nope. what, what what's your like? Do you believe in ghosts? Like that's what I want to know. You know that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Like, tell me what you do on your job. <laughs> 
I oh, work. So what are you going to study when you get to college next year? <laughs> I, I collect a paycheck and I get the fuck out. That's what I do. Yeah. Um, is Gary Cole as Lumberg the most iconic comedic antagonist of all time? It has to be. Like maybe Shooter McGavin Ooh. is up there for me. Mm, yeah. But but what does it for me with Gary Cole is is he never there's he's this level and he never changes yeah throughout the whole movie <laughs> there's no ups or downs in him he is right there to the point of two where like they they that scene where they tow his car because he yeah. has to park yep. in, the, in the handicap they shot a scene of him like freaking out <laughs> at them and then and even he was like gary cole was like uh i no. think you should take that out because that's definitely not what lumberg would do you know <laughs> yeah like he did want to just keep him at that level so passive time. i think yeah. that's hilarious like you just don't want that character to go up or down from anywhere from where he's at, even when he's, you know, hypothetically having sex with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> you know what I mean? He, like, and he can't there's picture, nothing that could excite this man. Peter can't picture him being excited because he's never seen him. Excited. Yeah, that's right. So he's like, this is all I know of this guy. This is all I know. Dude, the, the, I like to... St- I'm going to start trying to implement this, if we can remember it. I, w- I want shot of the movie. Okay. Like, like frame of the movie that maybe you could just kind of freeze it and put it on your wall. Uh, I think one of the, the most brilliant shots of this entire movie is when they're walking back from the restaurant. Yes. And they walk yeah. down that little <laughs> gully and back up. I don't know why. I don't know why, the wide angle of that and how we all know we've seen those in those giant <laughs> yeah. parking lots meant for water retention. I just love that they could have just gone a little bit further away and probably followed like an actual yeah. driveway. Yeah. But they're just taking the shortest possible route to get back because because <laughs> you know they they did what you just said like the first like three times and then the fourth time one of them decided not to and then the next time one of them followed that guy and then eventually they were all just like yeah why are we even going around a little bit more like yeah. let's there's, just walk through the grass probably like like traffic pattern in yeah. the grass it's there. the little bit of freedom that they can have is like a, a kind of rebellious <laughs> oh my yeah. God, yeah. walking that's a good through point. the grass it's know? so true it's it, a great point instead it's of the so guided sidewalk for them you know no we're rebels yeah Yeah, like like they just they just want to get there and back somehow it's not even worth it to go around that little bit further it's like no we just need to get the fuck and tom can't make it up he has to like kind of crawl (laughs) see that's what i want that's what i want is that like that artsy kind of photo is like them basically up the thing and Tom <laughs> struggling. Like, that's what I want. That his tie kind of blowing freeze in frame. the wind. Oh, give me that freeze frame, please. There, there is a moment, though, they do get back. And th- all this talk about getting the memos. TPS and people reports. talking about TPS reports. Especially when they go, they go to, like, the meeting room at one point, And, and the, on the whiteboard behind, it says, it's like a, this really complicated flow chart. Yeah. And at the top of it, it says planning to plan. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if that does not describe the mundanity and the over oh. of how many people need to work to get this job working in corporate yes. America, they need to teach you how to plan to plan. Nothing gets done. No. Nothing ever gets like, no. especially like the, the three people that come over to, what's, yeah. what's his Peter. damn name in the movie? Peter. The people, the three people that come yeah. over to him is like, yeah, um, well, you did. We, we're gonna. Did you get that memo? We, we need no, you to I did. correct yeah. this. Yeah, we. No, I got it. It's you see, just, and then they have to explain it. Well, you see, because we yeah. like to have the report. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's their idea. You know, they're they're talking themselves. They they don't like. They have no point. The higher ups never listen to you, no matter what. Or they just bullshit their way into like 
winning the exchange yeah. or like yeah. telling you like doing a boss thing giving you a direction and you being know? the one that ends the conversation yeah yes. okay exactly. i will see you later it's important that they end the conversation and it also makes me think that they have had this conversation now rehearsed for <laughs> how many cu- cubicles they had to stop by yes. yeah. They've to go and to say that to yeah. many people. Yes. It wasn't just Peter no. that forgot the cover sheet on the TPS reports. And this is another thing. You know, Later on, we do hear, may- maybe this is a question for later. Later on, we hear that uh, you're, uh, Peter has eight bosses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what one of these things <laughs> is that so he's Lumberg, and then you've got the, uh, the second guy the that second comes guy, by. Yep, uh, a, a Dom is his name, and then he gets a phone call. And he says, <laughs> yeah. "Yes, yes, I have the memo." <laughs> no, so that's like the third boss. It makes me wonder if like Samir and uh, and Michael are technically his superior. Oh, in some maybe way. it might be. <laughs> like, like What's it makes me think. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's do. what it was. And then and then Samir's Why like, "Why would they hey, know about it?" Hey, yeah. Yeah, you didn't get that memo? <laughs> like, 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 so they They're had to talk to him low, about it, yeah. too. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you one thing that is weird about watching movies from 25-plus years ago. It's the fact that no one has any cell phones. Obviously, nowadays, we're glued to our phones. We need them to survive. That's what makes it so frustrating when, A, you're getting ripped off by these overpriced wireless providers with their fine print contracts, and you end up with a ridiculous bill every month, and B, it never even works right, always dropping service when you need it the most. I've tried four different service providers in the last decade, wow, and none of them have fixed any of these problems for me, so when I first heard about Mint Mobile offering premium wireless starting at 15 bucks a month, I thought, what's the catch here, Ryan Reynolds. But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't a catch. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Before I switched over to Mint Mobile, I was paying $400 a month for two lines. Mint Mobile offers premium wireless for $15 a month, and that plan comes with unlimited talk and text plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. It's flexible, too. Choose from three, six, or 12-month plans and say goodbye to a monthly phone bill. Mint Mobile gives you the best rate whether you're buying for one or a family, and at Mint, families start at two lines. That's it. You and your special someone, boom, here's a family plan for Valentine's day. Use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and keep your same phone number along with all existing contacts. It took me five minutes to sign up and completely switch over. And the best part, I didn't even have to go to one of those dumb stores, wait around for an hour while the new guy who just started working there couldn't figure out how to work his iPad. Switch to Mint Mobile. Join the cool kids who like to save money. Get your new wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month and get the plan shipped to your door for free. Go to mintmobile.com slash confused mintmobile.com slash confused cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash confused additional taxes fees and restrictions apply see mint mobile for details let's get on to scene two so peter hangs out with his neighbor lawrence that night on friday peter's asked by his boss to work all weekend he dejectedly leaves and meets his girlfriend at and at an appointment with a hypnotherapist the hypnotherapist gets peter into a very relaxed state but suffers a fatal heart attack before he can bring him out of it the next morning peter ignores his alarm clock blowing off working on saturday and sunday and breaks up with him on monday instead of going to work peter goes to tchotchkes and finally asks joanna out to lunch we have to talk about Arguably, maybe not arguably, but 
my personal favorite character in this movie is Lawrence. Uh-huh. Why, Hands down. You thought we were going to argue about okay. that? Okay. It's he's just I don't know, man. Like there he is. <laughs> he's Fuck on yeah, it dude. with a case of the Mondays. Case of the Mondays, right there. That's our Kanga Coolers. Shout out to uh, Kanga Coolers and uh, Cricket Golf. Yep. Telling you, those dudes, they did it right. That is Lawrence with a case of the Monday. They, they chose. They decided to choose the greatest characters of all time, and they chose Lawrence from Office Space. It, yeah, it correctly. Truly, it's truly like one of the best casting. Uh, one of the, like one of the best written side characters ever. And like, I even, honestly, sorry to interrupt, but fine. I honestly feel like that's where Mike Judge shines. Yeah, Dietrich Bader as this guy. Yep. Is amazing and these these types of characters that you're talking about. Yes, please. Like, continue. where the hell have you seen this guy? The Drew Carey show. That's the only place I. I it knew wasn't of much leading into this. It was that. That's probably his most popular. Napoleon yeah, Dynamite. He finally I mean, made oh, into. That's true, that's true. But now it's obviously yet. later on. But yeah, dude, it's it's just amazing. I, I and like the introduction of him is that like he can hear Peter through the wall. They can hear each other through the wall. Can we and just so pretend just like we can't hear yeah, each other? Just, if you want to talk to me, then just come over. The, like the fact that he's, uh, he's uh, you need a ball. No, 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 thanks, man. Dude, I got one. The <laughs> tiniest things. It's, it's so, so good. Ar- <laughs> argument that he is like the the most hangoutable person in yes, any movie we've done. Lawrence. Like, he, I want to <laughs> have him as my neighbor because, yeah. like Sean said, he brings his own fucking bottle openers. He's yeah. like he's such a kind hearted guy. He drinks Miller Miller Genuine Draft nice. bottles. There you go. He um, is genuinely offended. When he asked if someone if someone would ever ask him <laughs> no, if he has a case of the Mondays, for shit, no. no man, no, I believe he get your ass kicked for saying something. Like that, that that might be that might be like my most iconic thing, maybe from this movie oh. is is when is just his deadpan take of just no, uh, no. no, man, no, shit, no, no, I believe you get your ass kicked for saying something like that. And he looks, <laughs> he looks like he's been waiting his entire <laughs> life for someone to ask him what the question of what he would do with a million dollars. Yeah, true. Because he, like, you if, if you ask me right now, if you ask me right now, hey, what would you do with a million dollars? I'd be like, oh, f- okay, um, okay. Well, There's first, so I think many. I'd pay off some debt, and then I think I'd buy a really cool car, and then I might go on vacation. I don't know. He's like two chicks two at chi- one time. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'd do, man. Two chicks at one t- at the same time. That, that's that's what you do. You do two chicks at the same time. Always wanted to do that. <laughs> fucking A, man. Fucking A, man. What would you do? I mean, besides two chicks at the same time? Well, yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's so fucking I bad. want him as my neighbor so bad, man. Uh, and, and actually, well, it, br- yeah. it brought up a question. Chick looks so, like a hand. Sorry, I'm working on the new McDonald's over by. <laughs> got it all drop. Wake my ass up at uh, six a.m. Got the new drywall job over at McDonald's now. Forty yeah. drive. Uh, Las Galinas. <laughs> Las Galinas. Yeah, I'm doing the drywall up there at the new McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> He's so good. <laughs> it's, it's like there's like a there's like a sultry pride to him <laughs> yes. in every aspect of his life. He really digs himself, man, and I love it too. Yeah, drywall <laughs> there, do <laughs> McDonald's. But that's the that's the coolness of it is like it it really like makes Peter kind of yearn for whatever, yeah, whatever. And and I agree with him. Like I have friends that are in the trays and stuff like that, and there's a there's a cool factor to what they do like they're actually doing something yeah and they're proud of what they do where yeah. none of us are we're like what the f- 
Yeah, I, I, there's a line from a, a band called The Bled where they, they have a song called Smoke Breaks. And it's, I think, I believe it's about like mundane oh, jobs and mm-hmm. shit like this, where there's a line in there that says, You see the movement of the product, but the product doesn't move anyone. And I'm like, <laughs> That's what that was my time at Nordstrom. It was like, yep. I, ju- I just doing the same thing every day. And there's a first, second, and third shift. It, like, nothing. We do the same, yeah. there's, we're not, we're not a, seeing the effect of any of this, you know? Whereas, like, you're actually causing problems. There's, in life, yeah, there, yeah, there are jobs out there where you like, you complete a project, you know? Yes. And that feels good, and I'm sure that I'm sure Lawrence taken taken from that uh, same aspect. Yeah, it, you know, and the, what this movie really hits home, like there's the funniness of it, but there's like the serious nature of it too, where where it's it's almost poetry. Like they're they're at this um, this hypnotherapist, right? Mm-hmm. And we just learned from Peter how much he hates his job and how much you know he's he's got such a great thought. Like you know what, for a million dollars, I wouldn't I wouldn't do nothing. Yeah. And and we all can we can relate to that. But when he's sitting at that couch and he says, "So I was sitting in my cubicle today, and I realized ever since I started working, every single day of my life has been worse than the day before it. So that means that every single day you see me, that's the worst day of my life. What about today? Is today the worst day of your life? Yeah, man, that's messed man, up. that's messed up. <laughs> like that that up. is that is poetry. Yeah, in, in a way of like really letting you understand that like. I, t- I tell that to my daughter all the time. She's crying about something I'm like, this is the best day of your life. This is the best it's day only, of your it's life. Getting, it's going downhill from here. Yeah. And she's like, what do you mean? Yeah. But like, it, it really, that is a sad sentiment. Yeah. And I mean, that is captured. You know, like these jobs can be fucking horrible and hell sometimes. But like, if you don't like it, <laughs> it's on you. Correct. Yeah. Like, you got to get out of there, man. You know, like, you got to make a change. Only you can do that, you know? I mean, everyone wants their quit story and shit, but I don't know. You, you, if it's if it's making you unhappy, like what what would you do about if someone was like calling you fat every day or some shit? You'd probably get them out of your life. Yes. Same thing with that job. You just gotta gotta get rid of it. Yeah. Did you find it weird that there were other people in their therapy session? Yeah, that's weird. I that was, was the first time I ever was like, wait. Okay, wait. So you want me to be really honest in front of not only you but also your friends that we yeah. that we're never introduced to? Yeah, your friends. And first, first you just sit there, make, and then you just leave. Make me feel weird in front of my friends. It's like they're your friends <laughs> in this therapy session <laughs> for us. For or no, uh, basically just for Peter. For Peter, Peter I guess. Yeah. yeah, like it's like it's like group personal therapy. Therapy. I don't know what's going on. Sounds here. a little weird. Yeah, yeah. It, it just seems. Just seems strange, I guess. I don't know. I, I thought about that too, and I was like, "Why are they there?" There's no, and there's never an they explanation. They never say of a it. line either, do they? I don't think they no, say a word. I, I, not until he keels over. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's really it. I do have a. Uh, Hit it! If we were on a train to yes. go punch a face, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. This might be jumping it slightly, uh, but the, again, how he nails corporate life. Anytime they're in a giant meeting in the office, they, there's all the different characters, but the head nodder. Yes. And you know that is that was a specific directive to say, I need you to over-enthusiastically nod at everything the boss says. <laughs> We've all seen it. We've all my first day of real estate class, 
16 years ago, there was a guy in the front row that was going, uh-huh, uh-huh, and he'd even turn around and go, you guys getting this? Uh-huh, 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 yeah, I, oh, I know that. It's I like, know. you are distracted. Shut <laughs> up. Stop agreeing. We all hate you, and you hate everyone. Yeah. Is this your first day? What is going on? What's that going is my on? punchable face. Okay. And he nails that. That is a person in everyone's office. Anyone listening right now knows who that is in their office. Yeah, that's that's very true. Hey, who am I punching? Um, it's a little tough. You don't, and remember, you don't have to. I don't have to. Mm. Um, boy, I'm gonna punch. You want to punch the TV executive for putting boobies on TV for an infomercial? No. Okay, cool. Just checking. I want to. What if your kids are watching? I want to punch the case of the Mondays lady. Oh, yeah. Case of the Mondays. Just the face she because makes. she's best friends with that Notter. Yeah, you know, she and they're is. like a little click team. We love it here. You know. I also I also like when they when they introduce the Bobs. You can see Tom's reaction. He's like peeking over his cubicle. He's like, <laughs> "Is he really?" Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't that. I think uh, I think my most punchable is uh, corporate accounts payable. Yeah. Oh, good call. Because she's also she's the same one who also says to Milton, "Now Milton, <laughs> be sure to pass along so we get everyone gets a piece." When I was told, I want the lady next to him who, take, who took the last who took the last piece. Okay. Yeah. Who cool. didn't pass? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Fucking bitch. Good call, Just man. Just pass. Just pass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do we think of the Bobs? Uh, John C. McGinley in this, I think, is next to Lawrence as the best side character in this whole movie. I think, I think his, especially his reactions are so good. Like, just yeah. like, <laughs> you know, like that kind of shit. It is so cringy, but so good. <laughs> when you get to it later, when he gets pissed off, and the other guy, the other guy's like, "I got it," I got and, he, and he holds it back, and he's just kind of. You're right. Maybe his facial expressions <laughs> might be some of the best acting we've seen. That's why in uh, three years, I think this so this movie is like superbly edited as well because they know what they got. You know, like, uh, it's, it's, oh, you can call me Mike, and then just like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you Excuse come me, back what? to that reaction. It's so fucking solid. That's why, like, that's the other thing is everybody in these in these places. That's why I put on these. I brought these glasses back out. Everyone has on the same pair of glasses. Yep. At, like essentially, right? Everyone's dressed the same. Everyone Even though there's a not a dress code, same terrible demeanor that just kind of like it's just except for Naughty McNaughterton, mm-hmm. and he's just mm hmm mm hmm mm hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and like everybody just feels lifeless in these places. And I I just want so bad for for anybody to take advantage of Hawaiian shirt day. <laughs> you know? Like, but when you've got John C. McGinley, like him coming through as the first Bob. By the way, even the name is perfect. Bob Slidell is uh <laughs> it's like the name Slidell is yeah. just like Yes, I, I get it. He's wearing like suspenders that were those old belts, <laughs> yeah. like yeah. the belts with the intertwined ropes. He's wearing those as suspenders. Yeah, what? <laughs> he's just got it down, man. He's got it down. He's got so the uniform well. down. You know? He's got it down so well, and it's everything that that comes across that guy's face, and then his other. Well, the other guy's the equally other guy's, as good. He, by he, the way. he is somehow he just gets outshined by John C. McGinley, well, and like. He has that moment. Apparently, Paul Wilson's his name. Paul Wilson. Yeah. 
some of the lines that are phenomenal, he improvised. Mm-hmm. The Naga? Yeah. The Naga, Naga line? Naga, 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 uh, not going to work, well, Naga, work here anymore. It's like, yeah. and, God, if, and if you go back knowing that and watch it, uh, watch uh, John C. McGinley. Like, it's a genuine, like, he laughs. Oh. <laughs> he laughs. Fucking brilliant, man. It, but this so plays good. on the dream of everyone. Like, I think this is why my dad and mom loved this movie so much, is the dream of that of literally just sleeping in. Mm-hmm. And ignoring your boss's phone calls, knowing that they are mad that you're not there and not even caring. Yeah. This carefree attitude that he has is unbelievable. And then his ability to just go in the office and just, nah, just walk yeah. right out again. <laughs> like it's the dream that anybody that's ever worked in corporate America has to just be like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like being like you just kind of freshly or recently quit a place. Yeah. And you kind of go back in because some of the people yeah. know you and you stop in to say, hey, you want to go get lunch? Or, oh, I forgot this thing. They, they called me about it and I just need to pick it up and whatnot. Anyway, how's it going here still? Yeah, huh? Look what oh. I'm wearing and what you're oh, wearing. Man, I'm wearing normal clothes, not work clothes. Like it's that kind of feeling that he's walking through with yeah. almost like. Like he quit mentally a long time ago, oh, yeah. but in the end, it's it's in his brain. Yes, that's the way it is. But it's like, dude, you still work here. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, and to not have that fear, you know, is uh, it must be very freeing. I guess. Oh my god, yeah. I, I I love I love that aspect, and that I think that's why this movie is like so cathartic too. Like, what, mm-hmm. as, you, as your parents thought of it. It is everyone wants to do that. Yeah. Yep. Like everyone wants to fucking just have a quit story or just be like, fuck you. I don't care. Yeah. I'm leaving at three, you know, like whatever. I don't care. Um, yeah. I, I think it's weird that this movie is out in 99 too because yeah. we get Fight Club, we get The Matrix. Yeah, it's all which, kind of dealing with like, that. Like even when uh, Peter is like peeking up and trying to see if Lumberg is coming, it's like Dude. reminiscent of, of uh, Neo looking for the, oh, the agents. You is know? this The Matrix? Oh, wait. Just is there about, a glitch in The Matrix? Does, was that hypnotist Neo, dying a glitch in The Matrix? Does Ooh. Neo work at Inatech? Ooh. <laughs> he's at a different office. He's at the downtown yeah, office. He's yeah. at the downtown office. I'm saying. Okay. I'm what just we, saying, guys. That's canon. What do we think about Jennifer <laughs> Aniston in this in this movie? Because, you know, obviously she's the star power. She is absolutely one of the most well-known actresses in the entire world at this point. Yeah. Based, not even based on anything movie-related. This may have been one of her first couple movie roles she was yeah. ever in because she was in the heart of Friends at yeah. this point. And she is... She still is just one of my favorite actresses. I mean, she's just so solid at what she does. I think she knocks it out of the park. She uh, doesn't do anything wrong. No, it's. I think this is one of her best movie roles that she's had. Yeah, like, and I'd like to see more of her in this too. But like, she play she plays it so perfect. Like, especially their like first meeting, <laughs> the like what AJ was talking about. Yeah, like uh, I want yeah, uh, uh, to take you to lunch. Like she's nervous on a first date. You know, it's kind of weird. Yeah, that she's there on work time. You know, wearing her uniform in a different restaurant. I it, get it. It's it's perfect. I I like it a lot. I think she plays it just really really well and it's i i think even back to like when he walks in for the first time and he's like hi i'm peter like hey yeah how can i help you and it's like well, what are you doing for lunch today and she starts going through it's like well yeah, our specials are like black and chicken and like they're actually all right there i'm sorry like it has those little like <laughs> yeah those little mannerisms that are very much like i don't i can't do this right now <laughs> like i don't care I already know I'm going to talk to you about my flair. So, like, that's what's on her mind. I, I have to go. Bye. Like, that that small interaction told me everything I needed to know about yeah. her performance in this movie and how it was going to come out. Yeah. It was great. 
Well, let's move on to scene three. So when Peter heads into the office to grab his things, he's called in to meet with the Bobs. It goes much better than the other employee meetings. Meanwhile, the Bobs are meeting with upper management and agree to fire Milton. When Lumberg questions their approval of Peter, they begin questioning Lumberg. Peter spends the next several days hanging out with Joanna. He shows back up at Inatech and is being promoted, but finds out Samir and Michael Bolton are being fired. I have my shot of the movie. I want uh, Lumberg's, the close-up of Lumberg's mouth as he mouths state. <laughs> that's a really good one and they have like a Stapler. little word come out of his mouth you mean yeah. where they keep turning around like yeah. laughing at him it needs to be like one of those one of those like uh like old mid-mod cartoon type things with the with the serious half tones polka dot <laughs> ladies and stuff like that but that is just stapler, or big old word stapler. Stapler. and we already talked about this first meeting with the bobs but like this, I, I mean, again, this is just like poetry to me. This whole, it, you know, the thing is, Bob, I'm not that, it's not that I'm lazy. It's just I don't care. I just yeah. don't care. And he's so laid back. Now, and, what, and what does he say? So, so now if I work my ass off and Intech ships a few extra units, I don't see another dime. So where's the motivation? And here's something else, Bob. I have eight different bosses right now. Uh, beg your pardon? <laughs> eight, Bob. Eight. <laughs> so that means when I make a mistake, I have eight different people coming by to tell me about it. That's my only real motivation is not to be hassled. That in the fear of losing my job. But you know, Bob, that will only make someone work just hard enough to not get yeah fired, I, the, the fired. line my only real motivation is to not be hassled is just like yeah it sums dude, just getting through it it sums it all up so eloquently somehow yes thank you mike judge and yeah, th- and your your writers like, they yeah. made the mistake so when i was in corporate america i had to like get an application for someone's insurance and i had to key the information from the application into like the computer system and they m- made the mistake of telling me that m- I'm supposed to do five per hour. Like that is that is w- on the average at the end of the day, they expect that all employees should do five per hour. So I went back to my desk and I was like, okay, so that's one every 12 minutes. Yeah. So I'm just going to go really fast yep. and go t- uh, 101, brrr, five. And then I'm going to stop working and just be on the internet and picking my fantasy football team until 201 here's 5 yeah. and that is and that is plays off this thing that like i just don't care mm-hmm. so i'm just going to do just enough to not get fired yep because it's true there there when there's no motivation of we want you to do better we're asking you to do more work for no for no reason no reasoning behind it so what's what, where's the motivation bob like, that's literally he's it. like, what profit sharing do is, I don't know, Bob. Like, you know, he still doesn't. Like, maybe. I don't know. You but, know, <laughs> it's been really great talking. I got to go. <laughs> no, no, believe me, the pleasure's all ours. <laughs> all and, on this side. All <laughs> on this side of the table. Huh? <laughs> but that is so true. So, so, like, nobody really gave a shit about me. I was there for a year. And nobody knew who I was. But the minute that I knew, I had three month a three-month gap between when I knew I would have passed my real estate courses and started real estate. So I had three months to just continue working to make money. Yeah. I tried to get fired. <laughs> I showed up late. I grew my first beard ever. I didn't tuck my shirts in. I would leave early. I'd take long breaks. They actually started noticing me and being like, Mike, you know, uh, we want to tell you, like, you're doing a really good job here. And like, they started to offer me like promotion stuff. As I was being so bad at my job, the guy, when wow. I told him, I, when I put in my two weeks, he, he goes, oh, man, 
we're really going to miss you. And then he comes back over to my desk, my immediate boss, about five minutes later and slides me a piece of paper and says, we're prepared to offer you this for a salary now if you'll stay. And, and it just plays on this. Like, he, he's the worst employee now, and they love him. Like, why, what do you, why do you think this is? I have, like, so, so these questions. Like, why do you think it is that – what do you think it is that they want to promote Peter? Uh, do they just like him? Is it that – is it really that they don't do any work themselves and can relate to him? Like, what do you think that is? Like, do you – do you, they just recognize the failing up? I have this. I have a theory a- okay. about it. Do you have anything? No, I, I think it's that I think he's the, that he's actually just the most real, relatable he's just person. Being real, and it's shocking to them. Well, and and because like let's let's pick on Michael Bolton here. Hold your thought. Okay, Michael Bolton is a shitty uh, employee because all he had to do. We know he hates Michael Bolton, the no talent ass clowns. But all he had to do was. That is interviewing number one. If they're like, we love Michael Bolton. He's like, dude, that's why my parents named me Michael Bolton. We're the biggest fans. I love everything. Mm-hmm. You lie. They and you lie. say, and you say, yeah. Like when he goes, call me Mike. W- excuse me, what? what? Yeah. I had the same reaction. I'm like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. No, I'm not even I'm not even gonna just call you Michael. I'm gonna call you Michael Bolton. Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. you don't actually say Michael. He he's a two name guy. Michael Bolton. Yes. He's a two namer. <laughs> yeah, he is. He is a two namer. You're hundred percent right. You never just call him Michael. Yes. And yeah. I that's my theory is that everybody that comes in just sucks. And Peter's actually like, I'd like you know, it's like the old I'd like to have a beer with him. Like the Okay. The, I think that's what they're that's how they're viewing him. Yeah. I think that it comes around as these guys, if they are consultants for essentially downsizing, <laughs> downsizing, right? And that's kind of what their motivation actually is. So they're coming into basically for the efficiencies of the company. That means they have to find those people who are in the middle of a process and get rid of them. Bob Smikowski or whatever his yeah. name is. Tom, Tom Smikowski. Yeah. And that's him in a nutshell. I have people skills. What's wrong with you? What is wrong with you people? Just freaking out about every little thing. And he's just on the edge constantly. And it's like, so you, like, he can't even explain what he really does. He, he knows what he does, but he can't explain it to anybody else, right? So anyways, like, you have to be able to, to weed these people out. Yeah. If you just latch on to Peter, he's going to give you yes. your golden goose information whatever you need to that's to, very true to he's actually help with them yeah he's true. very honest with them he's like wait you have eight different bosses name them all yeah <laughs> okay that's what he, that's what they're thinking that's true and yeah. in in my in my thought and i'm like yeah they they've got to work their butts off to go through all these michaels and these toms and whatnot to figure out he's like well who are your eight bosses what what else do you do what is a tps report that seems meaningless i think tom's one of them yeah, and because because to be fair, Tom definitely should be fired. You're right. Like his job, he they just, kind just of fire him. His job is irrelevant. There is a point, right? Where <laughs> now, so I, I went back and forth on time, Tom specifically, right? Because Mike, he's got the same argument that you would have in this scenario. You have people skills, damn it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> so slide me into a different position. So here. it's like, okay, but well, what do you what what do you what would you say you do here? <laughs> he's, like, he's just. And like all he can say, but keep in mind, let's reverse it for a second. What if you just had customers calling up your engineers? 
No, he he is one hundred percent correct. You He's do the middleman. You, you do, do not, not yeah. let the engineers talk to. Don't them. let them talk because then you're taking away time from engineers who are working on and they're engineer also not things. Good at talking. To they people. also don't want to talk to engineers people. out there. They don't want to talk to people. They don't. Actually, I'm joking. No engineers listen to this show. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I was apologizing. Yeah, but there's definitely no, way no audio do. engineers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shoot. <laughs> uh, you're you're right. You nailed it. Yep. That, I think that's what it is. Okay. And I, I honestly think, though, it's like, well, if you don't have Tom, then you have them call. Well, why can't the customers just take them directly to the engineers? <laughs> that is actually another thing. That's a that's bad. That's a bad way of looking at it from this consultant yep. view. Just an FYI. I uh, did want to point it out. Sorry. Hang no, on. That. Uh, the Jarrett layoff actor database for confused breakfast. John C. McKinley McGinley is our number one in this one. Nice. This is his third role. Third. We got um, the rock point break and point break. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So pretty, I mean, like I want more, all of a sudden I want more John C. McGinley. Yeah. I mean, I think you could see more of like this type of character, yes. I think in scrubs probably. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I, he's, like I said, I think the second best actor underappreciated, yeah. and that yeah. is saying a lot. If you're the second best actor in Office Space, oh yeah. my god, wow! And that's a big if. <laughs> that's a big <laughs> pathetic. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. Uh, what were you saying, Sean? Uh, well, I, Mike Judge's stand is great. Yes, you know, need fifteen pieces. You do want to express yourself, don't you? Oh, don't you? <laughs> it's just Mike, like every time you Mike can hear, judge himself. Yeah, every time you hear him talk, you can you his can hear, voice. You can hear Beavis and Butthead all oh, in the yeah. like, and uh, Hank. You can hear them all. It's so cool. There's an interview out there where he, I think he's talking. He's giving like a commencement speech or talking to a group of people, and he tells the story of his corporate America life that led to this. Dude, just listening to that man talk, he's so brilliant. Yeah. I, I love everything Mike Judge has ever done. Oh, yeah. Well, and speaking of him right right now, uh, like, this is his first live action yeah. film. Um, and I think we said it in Heather's, too, uh, where if you just have a solid script, man, just shoot the script. Like, you don't need any flair, especially 15 pieces. Huh. Like, you don't, <laughs> you don't need any, like, spectacular moving like tracking nope. shots or anything. You just lock the camera off. There's nothing in on this, your brilliant fucking actors yeah. who are doing your brilliant uh, dialogue. That's all you got to do. Like they say directing is 90% casting and yeah. you nailed it. You know, like you already got it. Well, they made a great choice with Ron Livingston, who by the way is from our hometown yeah. of Cedar Rapids, Iowa. He was born and raised here. Uh, Ron, if you're listening, Ron, sponsor us, sponsor us. Uh, <laughs> uh, Ron Livingston was the perfect choice because if you would have done anybody else, it would have been maybe like too much star power. Like yeah. we needed that just everyday random ass dude who just we can all relate to. Yeah. And this is the first thing I had ever seen him in. And I think yeah. it's probably one of his most well-known things. Oh, but, definitely. Yeah. But man, I, I mean, they nailed the casting with with him in this movie. Mm -hmm. It really was like. For I, I, how often do you get it in like a TV show or something that you're like, oh, I just and then they go in like the a TV actor will go and do a movie role. It's like I can't see you as anything nope. other than that. Like John Krasinski will always be Jim from The Office, yes. right? Yeah, no, hands down. You could do the scary movies that he's done already and stuff. Nope, that's just that's just Jim <laughs> from Jim. The Office I, doing I that. I got Jim. it. He just get, did 70, yeah. 70 pounds worth of muscle <laughs> yeah. and now he's really hot. It's yeah. like no, it's still still from The Office. It still works in that same office, uh, but like. Ron Livingston somehow did that with this role. I have a tough time watching him yeah. as in anything else. Yeah. I've watched him in a lot of different roles, and he's always good in them. Of course. But 
I can never see him without immediately popping office space first. Yep. You went through that office before you got here. Like, <laughs> yeah. that's all I know. <laughs> so, oh, man, it's so strange. Well, let's go on to scene four. So Peter meets his friends to tell them the bad news, and they develop a plan that will slowly scam the company and make them money. They execute the plan right before Michael and Samir are escorted out. They enjoy a session of destroying a copy machine. Meanwhile, Milton is moved to the basement, and his stapler is taken by Lumberg. That weekend, Peter explains to his plan to Joanna on the way to Smithkowski's party. At the party, Peter receives bad news about Joanna. He confronts her, confronts her and she leaves. The uh, whole like montage of damn it feels good to be a gangster is amazing. Like him hanging out with Joanna now, yes. you know, uh, just uh, taking down his fucking one part of his yep, cubicle to see outside. Got a fish. Yeah, just- it's amazing, and that, that's that's like it goes back to uh, the catharsis of doing this. You know, at, at your job or whatever. You know, it's it's it uh, it that's. Endless re- endlessly rewatchable because of that. You like to see this kind of thing get slapped back in the face mm-hmm. of these people, you know? Well, picture the time when this came out. Like, they chose to use... We said how brilliant the music choices are in this movie, but damn, it feels good to be a gangster. Even even the uh, die, motherfucker, die, motherfucker, mm-hmm. steal when they're killing the copy machine. Yeah. This this would have been like a Blink-182 song or something like that. <laughs> yeah. If, if they would have had the parlance of the times. Oh, my gosh, you're right. And, and, it, and it just... It's, I'm sure it would have worked. I'm sure it would have been fine because we love like American Pie. Like, oh, I love when Blink One Eight Two's in that. But this was the right choice. Oh yeah. yeah, and it just fits so well. It gives this movie so much more personality <laughs> yeah. because of what the subject matter is, like the cubicle life. You know, it's just yeah. completely what, what we say it all the time. Um, the goddamn word uh, juxtaposed. Juxt- yeah, it's the complete That's my opposite. Favorite word. Yeah, it's we love it. I say that word a lot. Yeah, yes. Um, I was uh, I was trying to think about the the lead in up to this point, and uh, it's it's that that meeting that he has with Bill Lumberg. Yes, and uh, it's it's Bill and Dom are in there, and they're just going through. Yep, there's three more people; they can be gone. <laughs> not gonna work here. He's anymore. useless. <laughs> yeah, not gonna not not gonna, not gonna work here. Anymore. It's like he, they're having that meeting, and I love. This is another like very simple play on like the cameras and stuff. They swing this around, mm-hmm. and even though Dom is technically still in the room, they swing it around to the back of the bobs from their point of view and turn this into Bill's review. Yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're like, and then it's like, how much time would you say you spend with the TPS reports? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and like, so then you kind of realize this. And I didn't even notice this until I, I think it's something I had read. Apparently, we have to assume that Bill may have taken a demotion or was like realigned in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, I think you mm. kind of maybe have to assume that. You, because of his parking spot. Because I always thought that maybe it was just like Peter parked in his spot or something. Uh, but apparently, I think you can read it. Like, it's no longer Bill's spot that next day. Really? Okay, I'd have to check that. And out. I'd have to check it out again, too. But, like, I read this, and I was like, that makes actually a lot of sense. Because, like, we're thinking that now Bill has been, like I say, realigned. He's becoming yeah. part of the plan for Inatech. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he got, and then he parks in the uh, handicap spot right next to it instead. <laughs> So I don't know. I have to. I have to take a look at this. I didn't know if you guys had seen any more of that, uh-uh. um, but I thought it was an interesting take. Maybe there was some extra stuff that got cut out. Yeah, I don't know. Um, 
But that that meeting though with him is again that's John C. McGinley at his finest. Yep. When, mm-hmm. And I think it was when you were saying right, it's like when he says he's like. I can't see. <laughs> He's like, I'll take this one. <laughs> we don't like just over his, his response to it too is that we don't think you're pushing Peter Hart. He's like, yeah, I just don't know about that right now. I was like, what kind of fucking response is that? Like, you don't know about that right yeah. now? No. <laughs> He's just so excited to like tell him he's wrong. I don't know, man. I just like everything about that little meeting is is like actually it's really well done. It's really well shot, and I I can't imagine having like th- those guys in that room. It just must have made for an awesome scene. Oh, to shoot. can't imagine. Yeah, and then um, but it's it's I think the most one of the most iconic things of this actual movie is is the beating of that. It's you it's know, like, like you're saying, it's Sean, the, it's like, if you had to quickly say, hey, yeah. office space. Like that's probably the first thing most people are going to come up with. Yeah, this is is genius. I could I've I know I had searched this on YouTube several times mm-hmm. in my mid twenties. You know, I just yeah. needed to see this scene again because it was so properly executed of them like bashing yep. this thing and the exchange of the downloading of the virus and it's the exchange so of the th- dude uh, who plays Michael Bolton. Oh, uh, 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 David Herman. Okay, so like I love him so much, yeah. but in particular, there's one scene, dude. Come on. Okay, so when the when the Mondays lady walks by and he goes, <laughs> he goes, he looks up and she goes, mm. yeah, and he, and he like fourth wall breaks. He like fourth wall breaks. He looks right at the camera. <laughs> I think that's the best. I think it's the best shot of the movie, man. It's that frumpy face of his, just because he's so excited. And then he goes. Oh. <laughs> I just, I freaking love it. I love that so much, man. <laughs> this shot's so perfectly. All and to get it in slow mo, too. Like, <laughs> it seems like he did it, like performed it in slow mo, but like it's, it's just iconic. Like, it's so oh. good. <laughs> Dude, and, and Sean, maybe you can tell me more oh. about this, but I could not for the life of me figure out how they filmed that drunk driver crash. Oh yeah, where no. he backs. Did you did you ever read? I had no, to read I about it. I well, I, the one thing on the 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 copy beating or yeah, whatever. Yeah. I I I knew they got they gave him direction to uh for Peter to be like the mafia don because he doesn't hit it or does like he? the leader like he he gives them the bat you know and, yes. and then, like he takes him back or whatever like it was like <laughs> a mafia hit like out in the field. I love that and, and yeah. the the POV camera from like you're yes, the copy yeah, machine yes. yeah. and the jittery slow motion of like the Scorsese kind of thing. Yeah, like yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's so good. Yeah. It's 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 a brilliantly shot thing and all the shit leading up to it with that co- same copier though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The PC load letter? What the fuck does that mean? That was that was that was him. a real line because it actually said it right, like it yeah. said it on the screen, and he's like, David Herman had more things that he was supposed <laughs> yeah. to be talking to Peter and Samir about <laughs> while while the machine was go or the baby yeah. was going through the machine, but right? It load it got jammed, but it would it would fuck up again, and he'd be he'd be like PC load letter. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> they were having like real problems with that thing. Like sounds about right, and I just I think it's. I think that that's all the, the one thing that was like the extra cherry on top, the bane of their existence in their regular day to day, that they just take this thing out and destroy the thing. It, I, I don't know if he was actually like really hitting that it thing. Sure I don't look think. like it. Man, think, it looked like, like it. From the angle, I'm, I assume he was hitting a pad and they were throwing bits. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> when, when Tom backs out of his driveway and gets smoked by that car. Yeah, yeah. So 
I, I'm sure it's obvious to some people, but to me, that stuff blows my mind. Like yeah. how you even think it. So what they would do is he would back out and right when he came to a stop, that's where they would cut. He would come to a stop, get out of the car. They would put the dummy in the car and then the, the car would come crashing. Okay. So, so it's kind of a seam cut. Yeah. Right. But, okay. but apparently it was a windy day. So like trees would be moving. Oh uh, yeah. So they had to keep waiting, either waiting for the wind to move uh, or, or trying to keep doing it oh, over wow. and over and over. That that stuff is not how my brain works when it comes to filming. Yeah, and how people can <laughs> yeah. get the right shots like that is that's so cool to me. Yeah, I mean it looks real. It, yeah. it is and uh, inexpensive and very expensive. Well, inexpensive. I oh. mean, like now nowadays they would just be they green be, screen or whatever. Yeah. You know, like they they explode it probably. You know? <laughs> and they, like they're just like, well, we have the one car probably, so we need to get this fucking right. Yeah, you know? that's very Damn. true. Uh, and then, you know, tell me about this, too. Like, first of all, Lumberg always has a coffee mug in his hand, even in the sex scene. And I yeah. love that they that they go to that extent that every time you see him, he always has a coffee yeah, mug in his hand. Yeah, still always has it. But um, this, is where, this is where it gets a little confusing to me. Like, clearly, Peter is not carefree anymore. And he's like, the, when this whole thing, this whole plan comes about, he's, like, worrying so much about this plan and we're going to fuck over this company when in reality, like things are good, man. You just got a promotion and everything's great. And somebody suggested that maybe like the hypnotism wears off, mm. yeah. that it doesn't last forever and he loses his carefree attitude. But they don't really like, does that ever get addressed? No, not really. Because you notice how he, I mean, he changes by yeah. the end of this movie. He's he's just kind of shitty old Peter again. Yeah. I mean, well, in this in this scene, I guess, or like when they're kind of coming up with the plan. Yeah. Um, I think it I, to me, it was like, well, now he's coming up with a scheme to get money, and that's been the problem the whole time. Yeah, you know, or it's just like you need to be a regular person because that's how people relate to people. Uh, so get it, get a job and and like it enough to keep doing it. You know, or like what what does uh, Tom say? Um, he says, uh, sorry. I used to be miserable like you. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, <laughs> I used you, to hate my job. If you hang in there long enough, it'll be all right, you know? But, like, in this case, obviously, we're saying that he needed to just quit and do construction he or get an outside job. He could ask job. Lawrence, like, the next day and say, I, hey, can I come work for you? I think he kind of gets a little shittier and, and a little paranoid because <clears> he's, you know, it's the worry of... Ah, so he's getting more. In, he's getting know. more into the job again, and yeah. now it's coming back at him. Yeah, now he's got a task like he did in the, in uh, the corporate. Yeah. You know, but also that point of uh, it wearing off is is interesting too. Who knows? Yeah, I, I I notice what you're talking about because if he's so carefree, then why does he have to go? It's like it it kind of becomes like a yes man syndrome. Like he's carefree enough to just do whatever he wants mm -hmm. in a yes mode. And then he just kind of follows through with like the next thing he wants to go ahead and do. I mean, he's carefree enough to instigate and like ripping off the company. Well, even just getting pissed off at Joanna for yeah, yeah. Lumberg fucked her. Lumberg like, fucked her. <laughs> by the way, who is this dude? Drew. <laughs> Drew is just another part of the comedy central real commercial. Comes out of nowhere. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give her my O, o face. O face. O. o, o, o. 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 You but, know what I'm talking about. But, like, come oh, on, hey, Peter. Drew. Like, if you're a... What, what are we assuming? Peter's, like, 25 years old or something like that? Something or, like that. And Joanna's, like, yeah. 20, 
22, 23, whatever. Lumberg's 50, 45, 50. Like, why would why would that be your first thought in the world that that this dude is right that she yeah. fucked lumber? Yeah, well, it's just like without it, I, without talking to her. I think a it. lot of this movie is just like learning to not give a fuck. Yeah, you know? like it's just do like go. Well, like I guess uh, what 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 did I write down here or what I say to you guys? Choose your problems. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. like uh, what. Find what's worth suffering for for you, you know, because it's everything's gonna be suffering. Worrying about what your girlfriend or who your girlfriend is fucked is not gonna get you anywhere. Yeah. It's probably gonna create more problems. And she's you know? like probably the best girl you're ever gonna get here. Probably, so like, yeah. just deal with it. Like there are there are so many other things to be worried about. You know, <laughs> yep. like uh, being a good person to Joanna. Yes, <laughs> like, like maybe hanging on to Joanna. Yeah, I I just. I don't know. I always got a little lost at this point right, somehow kind of with the movie and whatnot. And by the way, I don't know. Drew would just definitely, he might be up there with my punchable faces and Ooh. stuff. He's, he's kind of a douche. Yeah, <laughs> like, He totally is. But, but that is an office character. It's like, true. It really is. It's true. It's like, you know, they don't hang out with him ever. No. Like in all these times that they're all hanging out, Drew's never there. No, you don't invite Drew. He's got the, he's got like the straps on his sunglasses too. <laughs> Great little touch there. <laughs> really? Make sure you wear rubber, dude. It's like, God, like you don't trust him. You just they're the worst person like that could come up and like tell him, tell Peter this like one thing. I don't know. That right there is like once this all kind of happens is where I I definitely feel the drop off. Starts to check out a little bit. Yeah. And and like you say, the drop off of this cool, calm, collected Peter. That was my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. The the dream of being calm and cool and carefree. Yeah. You're like, well, now you care a lot. Yeah. In the final scene, so scene five, the Peter. The next day, Peter finds out that their virus worked too well, and the company will definitely find out about it. Knowing this whole thing was his idea, he writes a note taking responsibility, along with traveler's checks to repay the debt, puts it under Lumberg's office door. He says goodbye to his friends and Joanna. He passes the Inatech building, which is completely engulfed in flames, covering up everything that has happened. Turns out it was Milton who burned down the office. He took Peter's note and money and went to a faraway resort. Peter joined a construction crew and is happier than ever. Jo- Joanna's got some issues here, though, too. You know, like earlier on, um, basically, he says, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about uh, quitting my job and I'm just not going to get another one and I'm not going to pay bills. And yeah, she's like, meeting, oh. yeah. and she's like, oh, that sounds cool. I'd like to date you. And then he basically <laughs> says, hey, I am uh, going to jail for probably a really long time. And she's like, I'll I'll wait for you. I got yeah. you. What? Yeah. <laughs> Have they known each other for like a week? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's charming. Yes, I, I know. Thought, but I man. had that thought too. I'm just like, yeah. If someone, if I went on a date with someone and they're like, yeah, I, I don't think I'm going to do anything ever. Like, okay, I was, well, you kind of have to. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. They, let's think back to your 20s. Being 24, <laughs> huh? Uh? Oh wow, that sounds awesome. <laughs> I don't want to do anything either. If I go to jail, I'll never have to do anything. Yeah. Wow. Free food and room wow. and board. Oh, you know what? I never really liked wearing condoms. I don't think I'm going to do that either. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, you might want to do that. Uh, You're rubber, dude. <laughs> <laughs> like what? anything like that is like, I, I, I've always wanted to try cocaine. I think I'm going to do that. You know? Okay. Yeah. She goes along with it pretty easy. She yeah. does. Oh, yeah. Did you also catch, was it implied that Lumberg's door was open the whole time that his door was unlocked yeah it had Did to have you, been because like peter slips it under the door and then he's like oh shit i can't get to it but 
Milton. But Milton walks right in. <laughs> he never he never once tried the actual doorknob. Is that is that on purpose? I think that that it has to be. Okay. I I assume that it has to be. That's the way I took it kind of right away, I guess. Um but what was what's the other what's the alternative that so somebody came and like custodial came and unlocked oh, everything. Yeah. I don't know, but Milton is just this overarching. Ooh. He's been fucked with too much, so he's somehow unlocked powers. He's got superpowers. Milton's a demon. Yeah. Oh. In the Matrix. Yeah. Oh, he's a no. sentinel. He's an Sen- agent. He's a sentinel. He's an, he's an agent in the Matrix. It all comes back around. <laughs> oh, he caught like, Neo. But Dream. like. Stephen Root as Milton. Yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked fucking about Fucking iconic. Like, Stephen Root in anything is, yeah. like, I will watch anything he does. 100%. But this is probably his most iconic character of all time, and deservedly so. I think he plays it perfectly. Like, the little mumbles he does is just, oh. like, you, you have to watch it again and again to even pick him yes. out, too, which is nice. Uh, but, like... Even when like the the he's, they're giving out cakes, like the people the cake ratios, and he doesn't ever finish his <laughs> sentence. Yeah, he, he just brings it up. You he's know? getting the people the cake ratio. <laughs> <laughs> like he's he's clearly like so smart that he's like he's counted all the people in the room and he knows how many cakes there are and how Dude, many pieces it's gonna make. Like there are just a couple of those moments, like when he's talking, he's talking on the phone. He's like. And I and I told him when they switched to the Boston Theater, I I kept my swing line because the swing line uh-huh. didn't line up as much as the way it was just right. So <laughs> and right. he's talking to and him. I kept the I kept the stables That's for the Boston Theater too. That's it. Well, no, it's not okay because if, he, if they do my, my, uh, yeah, take my stable one more time, and, uh, and I'll, 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 and I'll burn this place. Right. I'll burn right, the place Milton. down. <laughs> oh my God! Like yeah, he's uh-huh. yeah, that's great, Mel. No, it's no, it's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody listens to that guy. Nobody at all. listens to him. And like, I, I just everything about him just going through that his little world and that, that last little thing. Okay, but that's that's nice straw. <laughs> <laughs> Even when he's in the crowd after the building's on fire, he's just like, well, uh, <laughs> I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> A random Orlando Jones. Yeah. Like, oh my God, he was so good. Some of this, some of the like this is. I agree with you guys. This is kind of where like I'm like, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I could be done in a little bit, and it you know it wraps up in a fair amount of time. Dude, this is an hour opinion. and thirty minutes. When yeah. when I when I hit play and it said an hour and thirty, I was like, yeah, Same, all right, I'm like fuck <laughs> yes, that's a that's a comedy right yep. there. Uh, yeah, just a random Orlando Jones. Fun to see him. Right? They said he said uh, that he based that off of like his niece. Oh yeah, and how okay. his niece like sucked at going door to door and selling Girl Scout cookies. Uh, I am. <laughs> my name. My name is Lloyd, <laughs> and I want you to buy these cookies. <laughs> buy these cookies. I so am good. a drug addict. <laughs> <laughs> I do wanna. I do wanna humanize Lumberg here though. Um, I know that this is kind of sacrilegious oh, here, but listen, Lumberg really is actually he's a pretty nice guy. He dresses well. He appreciates his life. He's worked really hard. He's proud of this Porsche. He's put in a lot of time in corporate America to get to where he is. That moment in the beginning when he longingly looks at he his does. car, <clears throat> that's a man that takes pride in what he owns. These people aren't showing up for work. They're not appreciating their jobs. They all suck 
at work. He has to run this place. He's got bosses he's got to report to. They're forgetting their TPS reports. He's got all these memos going out to him, and they're still screwing up the most mundane tasks. He doesn't even have to hang out in his office because he's always walking around talking to his employees. Doesn't even have time for emails to do the work he needs to do. He's building up morale by having big team meetings encouraging Hawaiian shirt days. That yeah. is a good thing around the office. He isn't forcing Peter to work on the weekend. Peter no. can say no, but Peter always says yes. So he's like, well, that Peter guy is really, uh, he really works hard. I'm going to ask him. Yeah. I mean, Milton's taking his stapler. People are stealing his parking spot, and he never loses his cool once. Mm. I, I think this is a great boss, man. This is the kind of even keel guy you want running your company. Hey, man, if you know, maybe the job sucks, but someone's got to do it. Someone has to do it. Someone's got to do it. It could be way worse. Oh, it can could you be imagine? a fucking drill sergeant barking down your neck. One of the bobs could take that spot. Yeah. You don't want that? No. Just saying, you know, keep in mind, maybe they're right. He was right on some level. Michael always messes up some mundane detail yeah. as he openly admits this is not a mundane detail. Yeah. Like so, he always makes little mistakes like always, this. Always. So his his coding and whatnot just can't be trusted. Correct. We're all I mean, about details at Inatech. That's right. You know, I'm saying we can't miss those. So it's that inattention to detail that makes us Inatech. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so good at this, guys. Oh man! <laughs> but okay, but if you've ever been driving to work and you've had the thought. God, I wish that place was just fucking on fire when I got there. <laughs> We've all thought that, right? No, I never yeah. thought that. <laughs> no, 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 never, no, never, never. I mean, you arrive and you just see like up in flames. Like, I yeah, mean it. <laughs> some shit has gone down and you got a lot to probably work on. But that day, you're going the fuck home, buddy. Yes, and that's are. a good day. That's all right. I need a mental break anyways <laughs> after watching that. None of us are going to be working here for a long time. Yikes. Oh, <laughs> man. Well, boys, you got anything else on Office Space here? I'm sure there's like a million things I've missed on this, but it's just such an amazing movie, man. Cast the characters ending? You got me. Do it. I love it. That's all I want. I've said it before. Say it again. You do that. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. We've said it. We've said it. We have. We'll say it again. Yeah. We just did. Well, we have stripped away the nostalgia. We've viewed this with a modern eye. We got to give it a modern day rating. AJ, we're going to start with you, man. What do you think about this upon modern day rewatch? I think that this movie still holds up tremendously. Um, sure, it may not have the uh, same panache that I used to think because I wanted ever, I wanted to show it to other people so they thought I was smart and funny because yep. I appreciated this type of comedy. Um, but at the same time, I still think it really does 100% hold up. We kept talking about like, you know, the best cast person or the best performance or whatnot. And honestly, I will keep going down that line over. I'll have to rehash that a bunch because there's so many amazing, like little performances in this could be David Herman, to be honest, like just every delivery that guy has, that's the worst idea I've ever heard. In my life, Tom. <laughs> Everything. Uh, there's, there's a lot uh, about this movie that, um, I think still holds up, translates well, and gave us the things like it does, like we have today, like Silicon Valley. So um, Mike Judge is a genius. Um, the casting in this movie is perfection. The music is some of the best that you can ever ask for in a, in a juxtaposed comedy like this. Uh-huh, thing. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't know how... I don't know. I don't know how you say too many good, so many good things about this movie, man. It's, it's pretty damn easy. It does fall off for me nowadays, but they wrap it up before it gets too long. Yep. I will tell you, I think 
I, I think that this movie is about the most solid nine comedy that you could possibly have. Damn, Ooh. bro. Yeah. Sean, what about you? Um, yeah, all sentiments I reflect. Um, I, I do think that when it when it does start to lack, when like that that feeling creeps into your soul, I guess, when you're watching this movie, it, but the ending is right around the corner. Yep. And so it's like, okay, it's whatever. Yeah, man, it is probably it is one of the best movies of 1999 and that is a stacked fucking year oh, yeah. top 10 and for sure um one of the best comedies ever made i think it's you can't talk about comedies in general without talking about office space um yeah uh, the cast is an incredible uh i i think the editing is completely underrated um and it being a first film for uh mike judge i think it's pretty incredible i'm gonna give this a I'm going to go 7.89. 7.89. I can't say anything you guys haven't said. I mean, it's I laughed out loud and was having the time of my life for like the first half of this movie. Just I mean, I I'd probably give it a straight up 9 9.5 based on the first half. But but as it as it loses steam, it's it becomes very easy for me to be like, "All right, I've seen the good parts." You know, so the second half, it becomes more of like a seven for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you put those together, and it's still it's still a eight on the money for me. Nice. I'm giving it an eight modern day rating. Executive producer Bud Larson says, I couldn't find my copy on DVD, so I had to rent it on Voodoo. I loved how Michael was listening to rap music in traffic, then turns it down and locks the driver's side door when the guy on the boulevard walks by his car. <laughs> my experience with traffic is just like Peter. When he goes to the other lane, stops, and the lane he was just in starts moving. Happens every time. Bud, you got to learn. You just stay where <laughs> you, you are. Stay where you there, are, man. <laughs> and, and, and always pick a car yeah. that, for reference right? so that yes. you know. You always have to pick a, okay, that semi, I know what's going on. Yeah. During the plan to scam the company out of money, Peter says you can't tell anyone, friends or family. Peter then tells his girlfriend. <laughs> right, that's that the right away. Peter. I love that. It's like she's looking at him like, <laughs> and then cut. <laughs> Even though the company burns down, wouldn't the money from the software they uploaded still be coming out? Yeah, there's a lot of... It wraps up very easily. There should have been stuff going on at the end here that could have implicated him it's fine yeah i told my sister i was reviewing this movie she lives in new york city now and works for the same company the tps reports and people hitting the printer still happens 20 years later some things never change it's too bad this movie wasn't more popular i would watch this again i have a few of the songs from the original soundtrack damn it feels good to be a gangster no tears and die motherfucker die on my spotify playlist those are the three you need yep most punchable face is brian okay he's going to brian Mm. punchable face (laughs) he goes overboard with the flair and like lauren said you you say a case of the mondays you deserve to get punched in the face all right yeah he he nailed it prop from the movie red stapler we didn't say a prop Uh, my prop is actually the cup holder that's hanging in his car on the passenger side oh my god i was wondering wondering if anyone else noticed that it's hanging from the window on the side of it uh lawrence's bottle opener bottle opener oh you bastards ah then i want no, I want the the floppy drive with the virus on. Oh, oh nice! Yeah. Oh, I love no, it. No one took. Well, did Bud take the stapler? Bud he did. Okay, yeah, Bud stapler. To. Yeah. Modern day rating for Bud a seven point nine. So that is an eight point two for us from a modern day ratings. And here's the thing: my internet doesn't work in here, guys. So uh, my modern day ratings probably not going to be able to tell you what it is. Well, hold on. <gasps> I pulled it up before. <gasps> nice. Wait. Okay. What did I say? Eight point two. Yes. That ties in the twenty eighth spot. With Blues Brothers. Okay. Wow. I feel really good about 8. that. 8.2 is okay. dead nuts for this Wedding movie. singer, Jurassic Park, Jaws, right above this. 
Raising Arizona big, The Rock, Ghostbusters just below. Okay. This is why I really like being an outlier on a movie like this, giving it a nine you like that. To. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and it placed that movie perfectly where it needed yep. to be. Well, we hope you enjoyed the episode. Thanks for being here. Tune in next week. We discuss The Replacements, which is going to solidify Keanu Reeves in our top four Mount Rushmore, followed by our live show, Air Force One. You can still grab tickets from that at confusedbreakfast.com. If you're new to the podcast, go back this time last year, Coming to America. All right. That was a damn good one. Let's go. Guys, thank you so much for stopping into the office so we could uh, have this fun little episode with you. Really appreciate you listening on uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere where you're consuming that. If you are, make sure you hit a little follow button on there, guys. I'm changing it up on you. There's a lot of people who listen to this show that probably don't actually follow the podcast. All right, so subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Make sure you check us out on social media. And by all means, uh, we've got... uh, I forgot what I was saying. YouTube. <laughs> YouTube is AJ's the thing, not too. Feeling well. Okay. Shut, uh, hey, no round of applause for AJ making it he through this it, one. Man. <laughs> no excuses. There'll YouTube. Be no, there'll be no tears in the end. Check out these glasses on YouTube. Thank you. Sean, go ahead, please. Uh, yeah, <laughs> YouTube. Go to our same damn website, confusedbreakfast.com, and see our merch. You got like 10 bucks, get a shirt. I think they're 10. You got uh, like five, you can get some koozies. You can go to uh, Not Your Father's Beer Shirts on Instagram and get some koozies from us. Get some uh, official Steve Koozie koozies. Go to confusedbreakfast.com as well to see the ratings of the movies that we've done. See AJ's ratings, see Mike's ratings, and see my ratings of the movies we've done, as well as the show's ratings overall. Don't forget YouTube as well. Um, and <laughs> check, YouTube. Out, check out our sponsor, Mint Mobile, of today's episode. We are produced by the Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids. We got Logan on the controls, banging on cameras, Woo! getting all pissed off behind the scenes. Yes. Yeah, UploadMediaGroup.com. Also, we are part of the Cloud 10 iHeart Podcast Network. Learn more at Cloud10.fm. That's it for us. Goodbye. Deuce. You can cry, but you'll still die. There'll be no tears in the end. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.